It's the Blues Rock Show with Pete Francis and Willie Witten. Welcome to the Blues Rock Show. I'm Pete Francis, joined by Willie Witten. Today, our special guest is guitarist Davey Knowles. He's got a new album coming out October 22nd. What happens next? Davey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You got it. So, Davey, this is your first album on Provogue. You've been at it for a while, but your first album on Provogue. So why was now the time to join up with them? Well, I think uh, if I answer this entirely honestly, I, I'd done a couple of albums uh, under my own steam uh, and I'm really proud of them. Um, but I think I needed help. I think I needed a little bit of guidance. I think I needed a little bit of help with um, the business side of things too. Um, and Mascot Provogue has been a label that I've greatly admired for a long time. I'm a big fan of 99.9%, if not 100% of the, of the roster. Um, so I'm really glad that it, it came about. It was, um, it was a lovely experience kind of getting to meet the, the folks there and know them and, um, and figure something out. So, Davey, uh, first of all, I want to say that's a very humble thing. We rarely hear that. I went to a different label, not because I wanted to expand, but I looked for a little bit of help. That's pretty, pretty indicative of the type of guitar play you are, and it shows with your playing. Going with that, compared to The Outsider, this does have a little bit of a different feel. It's a little bit, at least to me, it was more of a coherent album through and through. Was that yeah. something that came of your idea or was it some of the team at Provogue and some of the new people helping you get that feel? I think that's a really, really astute observation, actually. I, I agree with you. I feel like I like all of the songs on the Outsider record, but uh, whether or not they all belong together on the same body of work, I'm not sure. Um, and sometimes I feel a bit like that and I can be kind of a little bit erratic. Um, a little bit kind of all over the place with my writing. Um, yeah, I, I think really the cohesiveness, I have a lot to thank um, Eric Korn with, Eric produced the record. And we really talked at length about how we wanted to present an album, what kind of album we wanted to make. I wanted to do something far more restrained, far less um, foot on the monitor, here we go, here's another guitar solo kind of thing. Um, I wanted it to be more song based and I also wanted it to be slightly more modern sounding and, and Eric got that and he really helped keep me on those on those tracks really. Willie and I have both had a chance to listen to the record already and one of the tracks that kind of really grabbed me was River. Can you tell us ah. a little bit about that song? Yeah you know um uh River I think I think it was right I wrote this right about the time when uh, Hozier, is that how you say it? Uh, released Take Me to Church, that tune. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I, I love that song. I think it's a really clever song because it's got this very dark, foreboding kind of atmosphere about it. Um, and I just thought it was this, I don't know, it was like a pop version of a gospel tune. And I loved that. I think I really loved that dark piano sound in it. And uh, I'm a terrible pianist but um I wanted to try and write something on piano and so that was my first kind of stab at doing that with that kind of feel in my head not in a plagiaristic sense but more of a I'm I was inspired by that song I thought it was a great pop song um 
that was a lot more than just a pop song. Um, so yeah, River was about that. And then, and then lyrically, it's kind of autobiographical. You know, I, I feel like I um, am my own worst enemy um, a lot of the time. And I also think that um, uh, I kind of, um, I'm never really settled. I'm never really happy um, with, you know, direction or, you know, I'm, I'm just, and I pick a direction, I go there for 10 minutes and then I feel like I've made a terrible choice, you know? And, uh, and that doesn't mean musically, but, but just in life in general, I kind of stumble from crisis to crisis. And then the idea was really uh, to try and write a gospel version of that sentiment. That's interesting. Um, once again, the candor is very much appreciated. And as long as we're talking about candor, the final song on the album really stood out to me. It was not that your other stuff has not been very direct and emotive as well, but if I ever meet my maker, yeah, man, I don't know what exactly it's about. And I'm not saying you got to share, but it seemed awfully personal. If you care to share, I'm sort of mm. wondering where that's coming from. I don't mind sharing at all. And I'm really, really pleased that you picked up on that song because it, it means an awful lot to me. Um, in the space of three years, I lost my dad, uh, got married and we had our first child. Um, and uh, it was a lot to deal with, uh, a, lot of, a lot of sadness, but also a lot of hope and a lot of excitement too. And, and then also this kind of uh, feeling of, I wish, that my dad was here to, to share this. Uh, and I don't, I'm not saying my situation is a unique one. It was just one that was uh, difficult to navigate. Um, so If I Ever Meet My Maker really is a song for both my dad and, and my growing family. Um, I wanted to ask him so many things about being a dad that I was never able to do. And, and that, that's tough. Um, so I, I, I really wrote it for him and, and for, for my, my firstborn Emmy, um, really is, uh, I'm so proud of this moment. I'm going through some of the things I know he must have gone through. Um, and that, that was my way of kind of expressing that. Davey, you mentioned becoming a father. Has that changed your perspective in terms of songwriting? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I write a lot more songs about going to the bathroom and you know <laughs> things like that. <laughs> a lot of my songs tend to be ridiculous. Um, no, I, I think it's changed me in general. You know, I, I'm so lucky. I have two gorgeous little girls, and um, I feel extraordinarily lucky, very privileged. And um, yeah, I think if it didn't change your outlook and the way it affects, hopefully, if you're writing in an honest way. Um, It'll affect your output <laughs> as well. Um, I, I, I can't think of who it wouldn't change. Yeah. Davey, these days, if I, if I know this correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, you're sort of based out of Chicago. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here a long time now. Yeah. That's where I'm from. And <sighs> I know it's pretty a bustling city, but I also mm. know about you is you didn't grow up in so much of a bustling city. Yeah. Tell everyone sort of where you grew up, because it's not really like Chicago or New York City. Right. Yeah. I grew up um, a little island called the Isle of Man, which is uh, right in the middle between England and Ireland, right in the middle of the Irish Sea. It's a tiny place. Um, and, and really, I grew up in a little village 
um, and even outside of the little village, you know, like kind of bordering on a hamlet. Um, it was very rural and everyone knew each other and, and musically, you know, it was great. It was nurturing. There was so much music and every pub had live music and, and the drinking laws were a lot more relaxed back then. You know, if, it, if you weren't bothering anyone, you know, you could go in and have a pint at, you know, 13, 14 and um, no one really minded, but that was great for getting to meet musicians and older musicians. And so from a musical education, it was great because it was easy to find uh, like-minded people. Um, it was very friendly and very safe. It was, it is a, a tremendously beautiful place. I, I really feel lucky to have grown up there. So what made you pick Chicago then as the place you wanted to relocate to? Well, I mean, Chicago, would, oh, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, worshipped so much and so many that came out of Chicago. But um, I was lucky enough to move to the States, move to Los Angeles first when I was around 19, um, which was a bit of a culture shock, I can tell you. Um, and although I've got lots of friends in L.A. and, and um I don't regret it. It was it was just a little bit competitive for me. Um, I didn't re I, I think it was maybe too much too soon. I found it a little bit more cutthroat than I was maybe cut out to be. Uh, and we used to spend a lot of time in Chicago because it was just a great central location, you know, just from a purely um, logistical standpoint. And um, I met now, my now wife, kind of typical musician story, really. I, I met my now wife. She's born and raised in Chicago. And I like the place an awful lot more. I, I, um, from, from my personality, I, I found it a little um, kinder. Well, you know, Davey, to be honest, Pete's also a Midwestern boy. And when we go out to L.A., we find a bit of a culture shock. Okay. Yes, from yes, the yes, sorry. <laughs> don't, don't feel badly about that. <laughs> do you plan on staying in Chicago long term or do you have because so many musicians these days, they navigate to whether it's in Nashville and Austin mm. or maybe back to an L.A. Do you think Chicago is going to be a, a home for you for the long term? Or are you thinking ever about moving back across the pond? Oh, you know, there's a lot about the Isle of Man that I miss. Um, there's a certain comfort, I think, for anyone's hometown. I'm not saying it's particularly the Isle of Man. I'm, just, um, uh, I think a lot of us kind of yearn to be back where we started. Um, but uh, the, the other hand, I, I couldn't do this for a living being based there. It would, it would just make no sense. Um, I don't see myself moving to a major uh, kind of musical center like Austin or, or uh, Nashville, or LA. Again, for the same reasons I left LA, really. I, there is a musical community, but I... Um, uh, I'm not very good at that. I'm not very good at um, the whole kind of um, scene. I tend to kind of tread quite quietly and I think that's more my nature um, than anything. Again, I'm not particularly competitive. I'm not very good at selling myself or, you know, chucking myself out there. I'm fairly reserved. Um, now, as far as staying in Chicago, I'm not sure either. I really like it here. I love it. It's wonderful. It's been great for, I've been here over a decade now. Um, but if I were to move, I think it would be to move out into a quieter kind of country, more, more what I grew up with. Uh, I think that would probably be more my, my speed. Okay. So now that you've said that about sort of being quiet and treading lightly, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah. Don't worry. It's nothing too harsh. <laughs> All <But> right. I, <laughs> 
through some of your music and what I know about you, and obviously there's many influences, but I pick up on three sort of key ones, and those are Mark Knopfler, I pick up on a little bit of Clapton, I pick up on a lot of Rory Gallagher. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question here. Three different weekends. One weekend is you get to pick one of the guys to play, jam, perhaps record with. Another weekend is you get to go to the shows for residency for two or three nights. And wow. the third weekend is you just get to hang out with them, go on a few hikes, have a few scotches or beers. You get to <laughs> pick one of those guys for each of those weekends. Who gets what weekend? Wow. That's, that's a really it's a tough oh, one, Willie. You really put him on the spot. Tough one. <laughs> um, you know, I think to go and watch play at a residency, I would pick Rory. Um, because A, I don't think I'd be able to, not I could keep up with any of them, but uh just the sheer ferocity. Uh I, I wish I'd experienced that. Um, I've seen both Monofler and Clapton live and and I adore it. Uh, just wonderful. Um but Rory, I wish I'd seen. So I'd, I'd pick him for that. Uh, to sit down for, a, for a, a bit of a natter and a pint, I would say probably Martin Offler. I think he's such a fantastic lyricist. I imagine he's got some pretty fantastic stories to tell. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess that would leave Clapton uh, to, to play with. You know, just he's the originator of so much. Um and I, and I feel like actually, you know, um, you know, current press aside, which I won't touch with a 10 foot barge pole. Um, <laughs> Don't blame me. <you>. <laughs> um, he uh, does get a bad kind of uh, rap, I think, in, in, in you know, being, uh, I, I see a lot of comments online, which is not an indicator of anything, but, um, you know, oh, he's boring. He hasn't done anything useful in uh, all this all this time. As far as I can tell, I, I think we owe him so much, and so many of our other heroes owe him so much as well. He can do whatever he likes. He's earned that right, and uh, whatever makes him happy at this point, um, he doesn't have to prove himself to anyone. But I think because he's still with us, maybe we lose the um, maybe just the magnitude of of what he did for guitar music. Um, he, because he's still here, we, we lose sight that in 1966 and, you know, when, when the Beano album came out, just how utterly incredible that is. Um, so, so yeah, I would like to see that. I would like to, to be in the room with one of the originators. Yeah. They originally, or they put out the, uh, Rory Gallagher 50th anniversary recently. Did you get a chance to check that out? Not yet. No, but I've had, I've had my, my kind of trigger finger hovering over the mouse a few times well you know you've got kids now and family and you know that if you once you hit that button your family might not see you for like a day <laughs> this is true this is right? true absolutely but that that might benefit them i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well the new album is what happens next it comes out on october 22nd davy any final thoughts before we let you go oh no it's um you know we, we recorded this album almost a year ago now. And so it's really exciting for us to be finally getting this out there. And it is something different for me. Uh, I think it is important for myself to, to kind of reach out in different, different avenues, different directions to keep myself kind of uh, sane, I guess. Um, 
and uh, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. I'm really, uh, um, yeah, I, I'm really honoured to work with some wonderful musicians and a wonderful producer and a wonderful label. I'm a very lucky man indeed. Well, October 22nd, check it out. All right, Davey, thanks so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Blues Rock Show. For Davey Knowles and Willie Witten, I'm Pete Francis. We'll see you next time.